Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 204, The Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. This weekend, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord occurs on a Sunday, and as a feast day of the Lord, it overrides the usual Sunday calendar. This feast originated in Jerusalem before the 5th century and was adopted in Rome during the 7th century, celebrated 40 days after Christmas and commemorating the ritual as prescribed by the law of Moses, which the Holy Family fulfilled at this time by presenting their child Jesus at the temple. At this time, Luke's Gospel tells of the encounter of Jesus with Simeon and Anna in the temple. This feast day is also traditional in the Christian calendar for blessing candles for prayer use, the blessing of which is found in the introductory rites and the candles are carried in the entrance procession. This is because of the reference by Simeon in his wonderful and prayerful song that Christ is the light to enlighten all the nations. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Behold, our Lord will come with power to enlighten the eyes of his servants. Alleluia! In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and may our Lord's gift of hope encourage us all as we gather to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Dear brothers and sisters, 40 days have passed since we celebrated the joyful feast of the Nativity of the Lord. Today is the blessed day when Jesus was presented in the temple by Mary and Joseph. Outwardly he was fulfilling the law, but in reality he was coming to meet his believing people. Prompted by the Holy Spirit, Simeon and Anna came to the temple. Enlightened by the same Spirit, they recognised the Lord and confessed Him with exaltation. So let us also, gathered together by the Holy Spirit, proceed to the house of God to encounter Christ. There we shall find Him and recognise Him in the breaking of the bread, until He comes again revealed in glory. Let us pray. O God, source and origin of all light, who on this day showed to the just man Simeon the light for revelation to the Gentiles. We humbly ask that in answer to your people's prayers you may be pleased to sanctify with your blessing these candles, which we are eager to carry in praise of your name, so that treading the path of virtue we may reach that light which never fails. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ, Amen.
a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory to your people Israel. Lord, now let your servant go in peace, in accordance with your word, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. For my eyes have seen your salvation, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel which you have prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, we humbly implore your majesty that just as your only begotten Son was presented on this day in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so by your grace we may be presented to you with minds made pure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Thus says the Lord God, See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, indeed he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, 
and he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver, until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old, and as in former years. The Word of the Lord Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads, Grow higher ancient doors, let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Chapter 2, verses 10 to 11 and 13 to 18. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, should make the source of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one. For this reason he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, Here am I, and the children whom God has given me. Since the children share flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that Jesus did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because Jesus himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. A light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought the child Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. 
and they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord All of Israel longed and hoped for Christ. Mary and Joseph... Elizabeth and Zechariah and so many more had longed and waited for the fulfilment of God's promises. Waiting, hoping and longing for the coming of the Lord and the establishment of God's kingdom in and through the Christ. We too long and hope that all that God has promised us will one day be completed. Today's Feast of the Presentation of Our Lord reminds us that our hopes and deepest longings will be fulfilled by our faithful God. We will be satisfied for all our longings that match with the values and longings of the Kingdom of God will be fulfilled. The other theme in the scriptures this weekend include freedom from fear and forgiveness of sin. We can trust that God is an unconditionally loving parent who sent us his only beloved son, Jesus Christ, to save us and to show us his mercy. Christ, who is one of us and who atones for our sins on our behalf and who is compassionate and trustworthy and who empathizes with our struggles and our temptations. Christ reveals the truth and the fullness of God's nature. So it's not right for us to see God as scary, capricious, temperamental, 
inconsistent, or some kind of unpleasant being with whom we do not know where we stand, or we don't know if we ever had a chance to be saved. That's not the God Christ presents. We fear God only in the original sense of that word, of being in awe of God's astounding greatness, his astounding goodness, and astounding mercy. Although we never would dare to act in such a way that we presume on God's forbearance, or take it for granted, or use it as an excuse in advance for doing the wrong thing, we're nevertheless right to trust and hope in humble, penitential confidence for God's care and salvation. Simeon and Anna are wonderful examples of faithful discipleship. Anna was said to be always in the temple, praying, hoping and watching. Simeon was a wonderful God-fearing man, whom the Holy Spirit rested on. They are wonderful expressions of the hope-filled, faithful, prayerful and loyal disciples of God, which we all strive to be. Simeon and Anna were representatives of that type of people who are described in the scriptures as the quiet in the land, as in Psalm 35 verse 20. People who lived peaceful, amiable and religious lives. These peaceful, gentle and hope-filled people held no desire for a violent or terrible overthrowing of the nation's enemies, nor did they long for a warrior like Messiah or a dreadful warrior king arriving to bring down the enemy and subdue them with the force of armies with swords and banners. Rather, they believed in a life of constant prayer and quiet watchfulness until God should come and bring in the fullness of his kingdom of peace, justice, mercy and abundance. All their lives they waited quietly, patiently and peacefully upon God. Simeon and Anna were like that, in prayer, in worship, in humble and faithful expectation. They were waiting for the day when God would arrive and comfort his people. One also gets the strong impression that they weren't just like wallflowers hanging around the temple doing nothing. They were surely putting their faith and prayer into action, engaging with people who visited on pilgrimage, helping people out and listening to their troubles, praying with them and strengthening them. Being so long in the temple, Anna must have seen countless joys, sorrows, tragedies and victories of ordinary people's lives and shared with them in their laughter and in their tears. God had promised Simeon through the Holy Spirit that his life would not end before he had seen God's own anointed king in the flesh. Finally, in his advanced old age, Simeon recognised that the baby Jesus, being presented in the temple by his loving mother Mary and his faithful stepfather Joseph, that this child was indeed coming home in a real sense. He was arriving in his heavenly father's house by arriving at the temple. Simeon recognised that this was the long-hoped-for Messiah and King. And of course, Simeon was overjoyed. He got to take the child in his arms. And now he was ready to depart in peace. And his words have become another of the great and precious songs of praise that have been taken up afterwards by generations of believers in the church. At last, all-powerful master, you give leave to your servant to go in peace according to your promise. 
for my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. Wonderful, absolutely beautiful. We also see in the Gospel Anna the widow. She has surely known sorrow, tragedy and hardship in her long and humble life. And yet she has never lost hope or joy. Anna did not let difficulties, sorrows, pain or advancing age make her hard, bitter or resentful or rebellious against God. But rather, Anna remained kind, positive, sympathetic, hope-filled, prayerful, faith-filled and very, very close to God. Anna spent her days in the temple. She sees God as not distant and detached, but rather as intimately connected with her own life and all of our lives, with God having his hand on the helm. She was delighted and happy to be a servant in God's house. She never ceased to pray and to worship God. She spent her life in God's house with God's people. God gave us his church to be our mother in faith. We really do rob ourselves of a priceless treasure if we neglect to be one with his worshipping people regularly when we can. Anna never ceased to pray. Public worship is great. And private worship is also great. As someone once said rather wisely, they pray best together who first pray alone. But these are two aspects of the same thing. Private and public worship are essential. They're complementary aspects of the same thing. The years had left Anna wise and with an unshakable hope because day by day she kept her contact with him who is the source of all strength and whose strength our weakness is made perfect. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As Joseph and Mary presented the child Jesus in the temple to the Lord, let us present our needs to the God who is present among us. For the church, that through its members the light of Jesus may reach out to all the nations of the world. Lord, hear us. For world peace, that Christians everywhere may work to ensure that peaceful and just solutions are found where conflict and civil strife occur. Lord, hear us. For those who are widowed, that they may find peace and strength in their lives 
and in any lonely moments they may discover the Lord in his peace and grace. Lord, hear us. For the older members of our community, that we may value the gifts of their wisdom and enduring commitment. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For those who have died in faith, that they may inherit the kingdom of light and peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of all the people, we place these petitions before you, knowing that you provide for all our needs. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the offering made with exaltation by your church be pleasing to you, O Lord, we pray. For you willed that your only begotten Son be offered to you for the life of the world, as the Lamb without blemish, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For your co-eternal Son was presented on this day in the temple and revealed by the Spirit as the glory of Israel and light of the nations. And so we too go forth, rejoicing to encounter your salvation. And with the angels and the saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples. Let us pray. By these holy gifts which we have received, O Lord, bring your grace to perfection within us. And as you fulfilled Simeon's expectation that he would not see death until he had been privileged to welcome the Christ, so may we, going forth to meet the Lord, obtain the gift of eternal life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone and have a grace-filled and compassion-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul Kelly, Today I Arise for Patricia Kelly by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. Yeah.